0: There's just something different about college sports that hits different. The fans, the team spirit, the national championships. Well, I, I, you've heard me say before I hate to lose, and I don't care how much I, I get you it. win, <laughs> uh, you still hate to lose. Yeah. And you can talk about the seven that we won, but the two that haunt me are the two that we lost. The
1: tailgates and the bands playing their hearts out, the students going crazy for their team, just makes a great atmosphere for college football. I'm Steven Reese. And I'm Chase Horsley. This is Chasing
0: the Game. The podcast on college sports from a fans perspective hosted by two college sports fanatics. But most of the time, let a rip!
1: People of Earth, this is Chasing the Game with your host Chase Horsley and co-host Stephen Reese. Stephen, you know, we've got a lot of games coming up, uh, bowl matchups, and, you know, let's just jump right into them. Uh, First bowl game, you know, not really a big one that we kind of should talk about or shouldn't talk about, the Bahamas Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Now, Middle Tennessee, a couple of years, I would say probably about four years ago, they were actually in a conversation for a BCS um, New Year Six. They were in a conversation for uh, maybe a national championship because, I mean, they have had some terrific season. If you also look at like a team like Western Michigan, um, stuff like that. But, you know, who do you got on this
0: one? That's a tough one, Chase. I... I honestly have Toledo. Toledo almost beat Notre Dame this year. And Notre Dame ended up number five in the college football playoff. And Toledo has just been known to pull off upsets. And I just think they're going to go all out for this bowl. I mean, getting to play in the Bahamas and Nassau. I mean, that's it's a big deal. So I got Toledo in that game. Yeah, it is a
1: very big game. But I, I do agree with you on Toledo. Uh, Middle Tennessee is 6-6 six and six this year. Uh, Toledo is 74. At uh, Toledo is seven and five, so I'm going to go with them now. Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina—they're going to be playing at Exploria Stadium for the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Now, uh, Coastal Carolina was actually sitting in the top ten at the beginning of the
0: season. What happened? They just—you know—I still have to give it to them, though. They still had a really fantastic season, ten and two, but I just think they. Appalachian state, they lost to Appalachian state. And uh, to me personally, I just think coastal Carolina was just due for an upset. They were due to lose and you know, their schedule wasn't all like that impressive. And I even think if they would have gone undefeated, they would have not made the playoffs. They would have been in a new year six bowl, but I don't think they would have gone. to the. I
1: playoffs. think they would have been in it before Cincinnati. See, I, 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 to, I, I definitely think so, because Coastal Carolina went undefeated last year. Cincinnati went undefeated last year. Then you have a Coastal Carolina that almost went undefeated this year. Or had they gone undefeated this year in a Cincinnati team, you've got a big conversation in sure. the playoffs right there. Um, but but have, we don't have that conversation. Yes. So it's so I have,
0: nice. I have Coastal Carolina winning the football game. Uh, Coastal Carolina is a 10-point favorite. And uh, they're playing in Orlando, which that will be a really a great atmosphere. In Northern Illinois, they they really had a fantastic season, too. Their football program has really gotten a lot better. Um, they only lost to Kent State by five points, and Kent State actually made the uh, MAC championship. So that's this, it's a big season for Northern Illinois. So I, I think they'll play a really good game, but I have Coastal Carolina winning it.
1: Alright, so next bowl matchup we've got at Independence Stadium in Los Angeles, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. You've got number 13, BYU, and UAB. I don't agree with this matchup. Not one bit. You've got BYU sitting at number 13 in the country, and you're going to play a no-ranked UAB? Now, everything could change on this one, but BYU is a 7.5 favorite. I think they're going to be like a 20.5 favorite. What in the world? This is I honestly, it's a good bowl matchup, but it's not a good bowl matchup. You, uh, BYU, should be playing some someone that is better.
0: And it's not like UAB is terrible. I mean, they did lose to Georgia, almost got shut out by Georgia. And but you look at their schedule; they almost beat UTSA. They went to UTSA, only lost thirty four to thirty one. Uh, they have a really good rushing game. Uh, they got second in the Conference USA West, almost made the Conference USA championship. But BYU has just really surprised me, honestly, after even after Zach Wilson leaves, I just I think BYU is going to win the game. But it it will be close because UAB, like I said, they had a decent season, but I think BYU will win.
1: But let me ask you this. Why did BYU go to an Independence Bowl, as you would say, a toilet bowl? But I mean, it's not really (laughs) I mean, this game is not. Great. BYU is number 13 in the country. You've got an Oklahoma team that's number 16 in the country going to be taking on um, Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. Well, How does that make sense? You've got a number 13 team who deserves the rightful spot you. of joining a, a good bowl. You know, you could put them in the Cheez-It Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl not really that bad of a bowl. You could put them in the Alamo Bowl. Well, you could have the, put them in so many other bowl games, but you put them in the independence bowl game. Well, that
0: makes no sense to me. Well, Chase, if you look at the past history with BYU, BYU is a independent team. And when you're an independent team like that, you do, you're you not in a conference. And you talked about this in the last episode, Chase, with uh, Notre Dame. That's. You know, the times that Notre Dame hasn't made the playoffs, it's because they're not in a conference. BYU's right. not in a conference. So when you're not in a conference, most of the time you're not going to get rewarded a decent bowl game.
1: See, but here's the thing. BYU's going to the Big 12. So they should have looked at this one. Now, I know bowl games are really decided on money. They're not really decided on if you're good or not. They are decided on money. Um, if you have the best bid to get into that bowl game, you're in. I mean, Oklahoma and Oregon, they have good money. They have good bids to be in the Alamo Bowl. Okay, That's going to be a great matchup. Don't get me wrong. But BYU playing UAB in 8-4 and four team, I have a little trouble seeing that one. But I think BYU is going to get the job done on that one. I think you probably can agree yes. with me. So n- nothing to debate on that one. All right, let's move down to, to uh, Toyota Stadium, Frisco, Texas. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. UTSA and number 24, San Diego State. And I think UTSA is about to shock some people. Now they are in a minus two and a half favorite, but I think UTSA is going to get the job done. They're going to go 13 and 1. And I think this is the first time in program history they've gone 13 and 1.
0: I have to agree with you, Chase. Uh UTSA was this close to going undefeated as well. And they really. They really shocked the whole country. I don't think anyone thought that they were even going to go ten and two, nine and three. And fun fact: UTSA plays Texas next year. That's one of Texas's non-conference games, and I think UTSA is going to give Texas a really See, big challenge.
1: I don't. I think it's a one-year and done because they've got a lot of players that are actually leaving, and Texas and Sarkeesian. Everything he's gonna end up doing to that program. He's already said in a press conference he will have new people on that football roster. New a whole 33 um new people. He he said he's changing everything. Everything's being changed. He's out recruiting. That's true. Um he, I mean, as we were talking um a little bit ago, Quinn Ewers a- um commit to Ohio State, transferring now. Um, it's still pending. But right now, it's looking like he's going to go to Texas. And with uh, Thompson maybe leaving, I mean, that could be a really good matchup uh, to see. You know, maybe Thompson transfers to Oklahoma. Caleb Williams leaves. There's going to be a lot to discuss here and a few in the transfer portal. Um, But, you know, today we're going to focus up on the bowl matchup. And and I
0: have have UTSA winning the game, and I think it'll be more than two and a half, three points. Uh, But I, because San Diego State... They had their conference championship game against Utah State, and Utah State just absolutely <laughs> obliterated them.
1: See, I don't think it's going to be as more points as you think it's going to be. I think it is going to be about that 2.53 range. Um, and honestly, I do see UTSA winning this one. I think they're gonna, they've are going they got enough drive into winning this football game. And you San Diego get- State hasn't really looked too good right now. I mean, UTSA's conference champions, I mean, a lot is going for UTSA right Absolutely. now. Absolutely.
0: And you got to give it to Frank Harris, the UTSA quarterback. He's a senior six foot from uh Shirts, Texas. I think that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> um, he completed almost sixty-seven percent of his passes, only had five interceptions, had twenty-five touchdowns, and nearly three thousand total passing yards. And that's a an overall rating of 154. I mean, that's you cannot he cannot be ashamed of the year that he's had even though they didn't go undefeated what a great way to cap off your senior year
1: yeah what a great way but you know what really frustrates me is how do you go 12 and 1 granted you're in the CUSA you're in that conference so you're not really that highly rated just like if cincinnati lost they would have dropped probably about 15 spots all the way down to like top probably uh, top 20 or something yep. which is sad you're seeing all these conferences that are actually really good. You know, you're seeing undefeated teams come in and they're absolutely um, beating these power five teams. Or then you have teams like uh, Clemson who gets upset by these non-power five teams or Kansas who gets upset by these non-power five teams. You know, just looking at that situation, I mean, you may have to start wondering how can these non-power five teams get into the playoffs, uh, which Cincinnati did it this year and they, that's because they went undefeated two years. But I mean, if you also look at, at UCF, UCF should have made the playoffs. Well, the, 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 the listen, UCF <laughs> went undefeated for two years straight and still did not make the playoffs. Mackenzie Milton finally gets injured. Now I'm not saying that's good. I'm saying he gets injured and now they're off the map. And then, um, he goes over to, um, Oh, a um, goodness. Trying to remember. Florida State. Florida State State was absolutely terrible this year. We'll get into that because, oh my. Um, All right. So, I'm looking at... The reason why I'm talking about Florida right now is we've got a Florida matchup. Now, both teams don't really have to travel that far. Tampa, Florida. Raymond James Stadium. The the home of the Buccaneers. Home of the Bucks for the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. It's going to be Florida... And Big 12 incomer,
0: UCF. Yeah, and Florida just, you know, they were supposed to be, uh, it, so it was supposed to be another 8, 9 win, 10 win season for them because Florida did make the uh, the uh, Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma last season. They were really close to upsetting Alabama in the 2020 SEC championship. So everyone was like, okay, you know, Florida's getting the momentum back. They're getting better. That Everyone thought that but Dan Mullen just not able to build this team back up. Florida goes six and six and Florida. Here's the other thing too. Florida blew it against Alabama this year too. Florida yeah, no, loses completely. by two points. So yeah, it's no. like, what's the, what's going to be the answer for Florida? It definitely wasn't Dan Mullen. So Florida has got to find a way to get out of this, you know, six and six season. And I mean, if, if they beat central Florida, for the bowl game. I mean, they'll hopefully they'll boost the uh program's com- confidence, but it's just 6 and 6 is it, it's it's inexcusable.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh it's not good. And so Dan Mullen is no longer the coach at Florida. Napier is coming in and I think he's going to change up that whole program. Uh but I do see UCF winning this football game. I don't think Florida's got enough talent to beat well, this eight and four UCF team to be honest.
0: And it's surprising to me that Florida is a seven and a half point favorite in this game. I just don't it's honestly I, I would me, say maybe
1: they're a three and a half. I wouldn't even go seven.
0: I think I think Central Florida's gonna get the job done. I mean eight and four is still really solid for Central Florida for the Knights. I mean they've that program is just getting better and better. Uh Dylan Gabriel had another great Career, another great year for him. And I just I just think it's gonna be too much for Florida.
1: All right. Let's look at this matchup because this one's gonna be good. And it's gonna be another one of those matchups that you want to pay attention to and watch. Um, this game is gonna be on December 29th. It is gonna be at 445 PM ESPN, the camping world stadium, the Cheese It Bowl in Orlando, Florida. Number 19, Clemson versus Iowa State. Now, Clemson is only a one-point favorite. Yes, you heard me, one point. Now, DJ hasn't really been himself lately. He's finally trying to figure things out on that note. But Iowa State, Brock Purdy, and Brees Hall, what happened? I mean, they were not as good as they were last year. I mean, they weren't even close. And even Matt Campbell came and said, our predictions we're not to make the Big 12 championship. That's a baloney. In the, the Big 12 media day,
0: you said, we're ready to go. We're going to go get that Big 12 championship. We're going to win out, and we're going to try and make the playoffs. Well, OU and Iowa State were the top two at, at preseason Big 12. They were so everyone, Oklahoma was number one. Iowa State was number two. What happened? It was just a lot of... I just think Matt Campbell and the offensive squad for Iowa state. I think they were too lax. They were too comfortable where they were. And, you know, especially the Northern Iowa game. That's a perfect example. Let's 16 go, to 10.
1: Let's go over the fact. Yeah. The university of Northern Iowa, you went 16 to 10. you lose to an Iowa team where I think college game day was actually it at was, Iowa. It was, it, it was, actually, This was um, your chance to beat Iowa. And you didn't, you blew it. Then you had to face UNLV. You win that game 48 to 3. So we're like, all right, sweet, you're back up and going. Then you lose 31-29. Okay, you lose by three to Baylor, Big 12 champs. Who cares? You beat KU 59 to 7. You beat K-State 33 to 20. You beat Oklahoma State 24-21. That Controversial calls. Controversial calls. We're not going to get into that. West Virginia, you lose by seven, so you're still feeling really good. You win Texas 30 to 7. You'll lose to Texas Tech, 41 to 38. You'll lose to Oklahoma 28 to 21. And you win against TCU 48 to 14. Why can you not figure something out? To win this, to win out, to win these football games, you're losing to teams that shouldn't be lost to. Granted, that Oklahoma State game, probably you should have a loss on that one. You should be finishing seven and six. But you lose to a West Virginia team who barely, and when I mean barely, I mean barely, makes a bowl game this year. You beat a Texas team that goes five and seven this year. They didn't make the the bowl set up. But really? What is going on? Because you've got a TCU team finishes um, 5-7, Texas Tech 6-6, Kansas 2-10. And And you lose to West Virginia. You'll lose to TCU. Not even bowl eligible. You'll lose to Tech. Give me that one. They made the bowl. Then you lose to Oklahoma. That was a good one. That was a good loss. That was your only good loss.
0: I think the best way to put it, Chase, is... The rushing game for one thing, even though Brees Hall did have a great year, but there were a few games where he wasn't himself. Uh, In the Texas Tech game, that's a perfect example of that. He had 18 carries for only 51 yards. He did have two touchdowns, but 51 yards against Texas Tech really just... You you can't have 51 yards against Tech. And then get this, Iowa State, their defense is the other problem. Uh, Their defense gave up 529 yards to Texas Tech... Which I mean, Texas Tech really didn't. Uh, they didn't really have a lot to show this season, and you have uh, forty. So that that score was forty-one to thirty-eight, and Iowa State had two turnovers that that also killed them. Texas Tech had the ball longer than Iowa State. Texas Tech had the possession of the ball for thirty-two minutes and thirty-three seconds to Iowa State's. 27 minutes and 27 seconds. And then what else killed Iowa State was their third down efficiency. Texas Tech was 8 of 14 on third down efficiency. That's uh, when you give up third downs constantly like that. That's not good. you to lose the football.
1: No. Game. And then, you know, if you think about it, um, Oklahoma State held them to zero points.
0: You're right. That,
1: Z- zero. See, and, that's what I'm uh, saying. But again, Oklahoma State, I'm not saying they're bad. They're great. They had a great season. Exactly. You know, unfortunately, they, they came down with the big, tall championship and they weren't able to win it. But I mean, I'm still a proud cowboy. We're going to go face off in the Fiesta Bowl in Notre Dame and I go to Oklahoma State. So, of course, I'm going to be a, a big homer on Oklahoma State. But <laughs> here's the thing. But I'm going to speak the facts. I Me mean, OSU, you know, they had a great game. Should have beat Baylor. Going to be completely honest. There were some missed calls from the refs. But again. It's not all the refs' fault. Okay. Four interceptions in that game, you know, not having Jalen Warren. There's so many excuses that SOSU fans can make, but that's not the
0: case. We shouldn't be making them. It was a great football game. Hey, let me tell you, Chase, at least you don't have a defense like Iowa State's. Oh my, God! Like yeah. No. Five, how do you give up 529 yards to an average Texas Tech team? Like, how does that happen?
1: Sometimes. The ball is just not in your court. All right. So let's move on down
0: with some <laughs> more uh wrong sport, but close enough.
1: <laughs> so, uh, some more some more picks. Okay. We're gonna move down to New Year's six as well, because we've kind of gone over a little bit of um actually we're gonna go uh rewind. We're gonna go back to the Alamo Bowl because we can talk a little bit about this. Um Oklahoma is a four and a half favorite. It's going to be in the Alamo dome, San Antonio, Texas, number 16, Oklahoma versus number 14, Oregon, Oregon just got demolished by Utah and Oklahoma got beat by four points, uh, six, uh, yeah, four points yeah. against, um, Oklahoma or Oklahoma state. <laughs> they can't beat themselves. Come on, so Chase, that's
0: your team. You got to get it right. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: So, Steven, I know Oklahoma's your team, and I know I'm not a big fan of OU, but, I mean, they've had a great season. Only lost two matchups, and both teams that they lost to were sitting in the Big 12 Championship. Now, OU had a chance to make the Big 12 Championship. They just had to beat OSU. Didn't happen. So, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Because as being an OU fan and being logistically thinking on this one, because, again,
0: Oklahoma has never beaten Oregon. Never. You're right. You're right. And still got to hand it to him. Having a 10-win season, even though not making the Big 12 championship, a 10-win season is still great for the University of Oklahoma. And Oregon, uh, Oregon had a great win at Ohio State. That's a huge win. Great and win. Winning at, at the Horseshoe. I mean, that's a tough place to play. I got to go to the Horseshoe whenever Oklahoma played Ohio state in 2017. And let me tell you, chase that is a loud place. And that is a really hard place to play. I mean, I couldn't even when Ohio state was whenever they would drive the ball down the field and, or if they would score it's loud. I couldn't even hear myself. I mean, it's, it's a really fun atmosphere. The Ohio state fans were great. Um, But besides, but besides the point, Oregon, uh, (laughs) Oregon, Oregon had it still had a pretty good season. Um but I think Oklahoma will win the football game. I think it will be close though. And because Oregon still like their offense besides the two Utah losses, their offense wasn't all that bad. But ultimately Oklahoma gets the job done and I think the over under is 61 and a half so they're thinking it's Roughly going to be around 31 to 27, around that range. So I think that's about right.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, I it's think it's a, be, I think it's about right as well too it, it, because I mean be, you've got Bob Stoops as your interim coach, uh, interim coach coming in and helping out Oklahoma. I mean, as you know, Oklahoma has already uh, figured out who their head coach is going to be. It's going to be Brent Venables. Already had big celebrations. Um, Lincoln Riley decided to leave for USC, a team that's not bowl eligible, and uh, you know he's looking to change that program around. But he's already got three or four five star recruits that are coming with him. Yeah. So I mean. He- he could be turning that program de- around in a year. So right. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um it will be a one possession game regardless. I, honestly, with the fact of how OU has been playing and I know you're going to be shocked on this one. And I'm actually going to have to take OU on this. Um wow. I I I think OU's got a little bit more high powering offense than I think Oregon does. Mm-hmm. Um OU's defense still is not there. Uh, But I think it will come in the next couple of years. I don't think it'll be next year, but it'll come in the next couple of years. And I think OU will be back in the national championship contest back in the national championship in a couple of years. I think so. Yep. So uh, I figured you're taking Oklahoma. I am. Uh, I had a feeling. All right. So moving on to we don't want the Mayo Bowl. We can go on to the New York Six. We kind of talked about this one in a l- earlier podcast, but I just want to go back and re re-iterate, uh, reiterate, Cannot speak. We'll just go with that. <laughs> Pittsburgh and number 10 to Michigan State. Number 12, Pittsburgh. Yes, number 12. Have you ever heard Pittsburgh of being number 12? I don't think so. They're going to be playing at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. First New Year's Six Bowl game will be at 6 o'clock on the 30th of December. Now, Steve. Thinking about this game, thinking about Pittsburgh are the ACC champions, uh, beat Wake Forest, Kenny Pickett, Heisman finalist right now, sitting up there with Hutchinson, Bryce Young, and can't remember the other one. Who do you think's going to win this game? You've got Pittsburgh. You've got Michigan State. Michigan State has only lost twice, but I mean they lost twice in the middle of the year when they shouldn't have been losing to those teams. So you got Pittsburgh being a three-and-a-half favorite against Kenny Pickett. Who do you got?
0: Pittsburgh, easy. I mean, that's an easy pick. Uh, Michigan State had a really uh, surprising year. I didn't think they were going to go 10-2, and two. Uh, but they, they got blown up by Ohio State when they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have gotten blown out by that. No, not at Pittsburgh all. Pittsburgh has probably the best offense in the ACC. Pickett has 42 touchdowns. And like you said, Chase, a Heisman finalist, their leading receiver is Addison. He has 1,479 yards and 17 touchdowns. I have Pittsburgh winning.
1: And let's also rephrase this. Purdue beat Michigan State 40-29. Oh, my. Okay, so they've finished 10-2. <laughs> you know...
0: Oh Purdue's my.
1: my second university uh, oh, besides oh, Oklahoma I love, State. I love Purdue. But Purdue, they they're bowl eligible. They're six and three. Well, they usually Hold are bowl on, eligible. But you want to know their losses. Here we go. Here's their losses. Notre Dame, not a bad loss. Twenty seven to thirteen. Wisconsin. Okay. Thirty to thirteen. Minnesota, twenty to thirteen. I don't even think Minnesota's bowl eligible. Hold on. Let me they look. Are. They okay, are. no, they they are bowl eligible. Excuse me. Sorry about that. But just looking at this, they finished 8-4. So, I mean, Purdue's not very bad, not not bad losses. But, I mean, if you really think about this, uh, they shouldn't have lost is the Michigan State Spartans. I mean, especially if you're setting up playoff hopes, playoff hopes. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to make it. <laughs> Purdue Boilermakers said, no, 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 not today. Nope, and then no, you get blown out by Ohio State and they said, no, 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 no. Don't even think about Chase, it. Chase,
0: can we agree that Purdue is the team that spoils everyone's playoff hopes?
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, Purdue beat Ohio State a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, they creamed Ohio but, State. But, but here, yeah, no, they creamed them. Uh, but here's the other thing against Purdue. They don't know how to win a game twice, especially in a big game following. That's the problem with Purdue. If they could figure it out, win two games in a row, two big games in a row, They would be up in the conversation for the playoffs. I'm going to be 100% honest right now. They're
0: this close to going 11-1 easily. Oh, easy. All right. Let's move
1: on down in the world. All right. So we can talk about the Gator Bowl, the Sun Bowl, and uh, the Arizona Bowl and all that in a later setup for uh, New Year's Six. We're not going to talk about the playoffs yet. That's going to be a little later. All right. Penn State unranked against number 21, Arkansas. Um, we'll hold that one off as well too. Now we're going to move down. PlayStation Fiesta Ball in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona. State Farm Stadium, home of the Arizona Cardinals. Number 9 Oklahoma State facing number 5 Notre Dame. 11 and 2, 11 and 1. Now, tickets are low as $137 now. Chase,
0: you going to be able to afford that?
1: I'm a student,
0: remember? I know, student I was, pricing. I, I was just giving you a hard time. Yeah. No. So I'm <laughs>
1: planning on going out to that game. Hopefully I can have enough money to afford a plane ticket and uh,
0: a hotel. Cost. I will say, Chase, uh, the hospitality in Glendale is fantastic. I got to go to the Fiesta Bowl back when Oklahoma played against West Virginia, back when Oklahoma had Sam Bradford. And it is a really cool stadium. And let me tell you, their, their roof, like their stadium roof. It's just, it, it's one of the biggest roads Oh that yeah, I've ever no, seen. no, no. And, and it's just, it like
1: opens and it closes. Well, and and it's, it's pretty cool.
0: And it's just the weather in Arizona is just fantastic. Yeah, and I, I actually
1: have some cousins. I actually live in Arizona and I went up to Arizona one year um, to see them. And had Oklahoma State been in the Cheez-It Bowl, I would have went to my first ever bowl game. But not the case. That's okay.
0: But it will be, it, it's going to be a really fun atmosphere. You got Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a great, um traveling fan base. Uh i I saw whenever Notre Dame played Oklahoma back in 2012, mm-hmm. and I was at that game. Man, there were tons of Notre Dame so
1: fans. L- let's look at this. Let's look at the matchup in itself. Okay, Notre Dame is actually a two and a half favorite. This is the first time Oklahoma State has not been the favorite. Since they were ranked high in the uh, matchups and everything, they were ranked uh, since they've been number six, number five, number seven, number nine, you know, they still have not been uh, chosen yet on this side of things. And so, I mean, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, I think Oklahoma State's actually going to end up getting the job done, to be
0: honest. It's going to be a nil biter I'll have to say that. But I'm sorry, Chase. And I I don't... don't You're going, going Notre Dame. I, I can already feel let, it. Let, let, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh-huh. If Spencer Sanders plays in the game... Oh, my. Jack Cohn is way better than Spencer Sanders.
1: But here's the thing. Jalen Warren is actually pretty much... He is... I've been talking to people, trying to figure out if he's going to be good to go, and he looks like he's good to go. Um. So Jalen Warren is going to be... um. Jalen Warren coming back is gonna change everything. I mean, didn't have him in the Big Tall championship. Um, didn't have him uh, you know, kind of in the last remainder of the Oklahoma game. He kind of stepped out a little bit if you didn't notice. Um but not having him in that Big 12 championship really hurt Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State, excuse me. Um, you know, on the last few plays, you know, you're first and goal at the one-yard line, the two-yard line. You know, you gotta punch the ball in. You gotta figure out a way to get your offensive line to move up. But I think if Jalen Warren plays, Brendan Presley's healthy for the whole game. He was you're, sick. You're right. He was sick going into that game, but he still played because he wanted to try and help Oklahoma State make it to the playoffs. Um, I've actually kind of Glad we didn't make the playoffs this year just because of Jalen Warren being hurt. we used him way too much this year. And so I think we um, our defense is really good, but I don't think our defense would have actually showed up. Um, Let me let me rephrase this. I don't think our defense would have given up a lot of points. I just don't think our offense would have been clicking on all cylinders the way it needed to. Um, Spencer Sanders will be playing. You you can't you can't dog that. He will be playing. He's a starting QB. And uh, he's a great quarterback. Sometimes he just makes some errors. Two interceptions. I'm calling. We're not really his fault. They were tip passes. That's true. And they were in the air long enough to be caught. Two interceptions were his fault. You know, throwing right to the guy. Come on, man, don't do that. Yeah. But I mean, you're a quarterback. You're a college quarterback. You're figuring things out. I mean, it's okay. Big games. You know, you still have a little nerves. Um, I still think Oklahoma State's going to get the job done. Not because I'm an OSU fan, because I know how Notre Dame is. They don't do well in big games
0: either. I mean, they've had chances to win national championships, and I'm not. And, picking, they and I'm not picking Notre Dame because I'm an OU fan. 100, percent you are. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and the over under is 45 and a half, and I think Oklahoma State's defense will be fantastic. I just think Jack Cohn. And the Irish, I think they're going to get the job done. It'll be a one-possession game. It'll be a very, very good game. And I will have to say, Mike Gundy is one of my favorite coaches. Mike Gundy, after the Bedlam game. Let me tell you, Chase, Mike Gundy has so much class. He does. And, And let me tell you why. There was a moment where Caleb Williams was on the ground, on the sidelines, and Mike Gundy literally helped him up. I mean, that's sportsmanship. That's that's, 100%. That's the the great Oklahoma hospitality that Mike Gundy has. And, but I'm sorry, Chase, but I think, I still think Notre Dame will get the job done. But again, props to Mike Gundy. I really, I, I respect him so much because of his hospitality and his leadership, as well as just his class.
1: You know, and I could end up changing it. Um, just right now with Jalen Warren actually coming back and playing uh, we should be good I mean I'm not, I'm not too worried on this one alright so moving down the line we're gonna go to the Rose Bowl now this game if you're planning on going to the Rose Bowl have your saving allowance ready your tickets are as low as $303 that's almost more than my card payment oh my That's That's number 11, Utah, versus number 6, Ohio State, and I think it's going to be a complete blowout. I don't think it's going to be as close as people think. Ohio State's up by 6.5. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Ohio State's good, but they're not that good. I think Utah and their um, offense is a little bit better
0: than Ohio State, but um, Utah's defense is awful. Absolutely awful. Except for when they beat Oregon twice. Except when they beat Oregon. That's it. They have one game. They beat Oregon. That's it. They
1: Their their defense is not good. I think Ohio State runs over Utah. Now, you thought when I started this conversation, you thought I was going to pick Utah because of how I said Ohio State's offense is awful. Now, oh, Utah's yeah. defense is more awful than their offense. And I think Utah... Or, excuse me, Ohio State's just going to run over it. I don't think it's going to be a six and a half favorite. I think it's going to be like 15.
0: Ohio State will win, but by one possession. I think... One possession? Oh, my. But this is... You got to think about this, Chase. This is one of Utah's biggest games that they've had in a long time. I mean, I I would agree with you on that. I think they'll give Ohio State a challenge. And personally, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. But... Ohio State wins and I think it's going to be something like 38 to 31 or 45 to 38 something like that.
1: Okay, I mean I may agree with you on that but I may not agree with you on that. Hold on. Give me one second. I'm looking at something right now. You know, total points they've had 463 points per game. They had 61 touchdowns, passing offense, returns. Moving on down the line, penalty yard, uh kicking looking for a certain thing on the defensive side, kind of just basically looking at how many yards they've actually given up during the whole game. And for some reason, it does not want me to find it. And yeah, no, it does not want me to find it. So I will get back with you on that one because I, I, I'm telling you, Utah facing Ohio State and the offensive, oh my, hold on. I think I pulled pull this up now. All right. Pulling him down. I apologize uh, to the people <laughs> listening. Hear my good. Hearing my r- rumble. Okay. Their defense is a little bit better than I thought. 428 yards, 0. 0.6, compared to Ohio State's 551 yards per game on the offensive that's side for Ohio State, I think that is a complete thing. Now, the difference is the defense has given up 366 That's why and I Utah's a- 317. So I, I could see maybe a closer matchup now looking at the different stats and everything. That's I thought it was
0: different. That's why I predicted a shootout. I think it will be a shootout. Oh, well, no, I agree with you.
1: It's going to be a shootout. But I think uh, Ohio State's going to end up winning by like 15, 15 or more. So we got a couple more uh New Year six matchups, I think, coming up. Let's see here. I think that might be it. Actually,
0: no. I know there's one more. Well, so uh, Chase, we I are it? we are running a little bit out of time, but the next episode we will talk about the playoffs. Yes. We'll just we'll have an in depth look of the college football playoffs, both the matchups. Uh, Alabama and Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl and Georgia and Michigan in the Orange Bowl. But thank you to all who have listened to episode three of Chasing the Game. We are, again, we are very thankful for the University of Central Oklahoma Mass Communication Department for allowing us to use their studio for this episode as well as Dr. David Nelson. And real, real quick,
1: before we go, Let's look at one more matchup. Number seven, Baylor. Number eight, Ole Miss. Big tall champion against uh, Ole Miss uh, with Matt Corral. What do you got on that one? And then we'll finish this off.
0: Ole Miss. Easy, easily. Oh, just, my. Matt, okay. Matt, okay. Corral, no, 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 Matt no. Corral. But Matt Corral. Okay, Matt Corral is great.
1: But if they play Blake Shapin, Baylor's winning this game. And I'm not going to... Baylor's a one-point favorite. But if um, Bohannon plays... Old Miss all the way. So we got to figure out who's going to be the starting QB on that one. And That's with that, um, I, I'm right now going Baylor, but if Blake Chafin's not playing, I'm going old Miss because Matt Corral, you know, fantasy points for college. He gave me a lot this year. <laughs> Pretty sure I still lost all my games because I didn't play. I didn't really look at all the stuff, but Anyways, well, as Steven said, that's going to do it for us uh, for Chasing the Game. I'm your uh, co-host, Chase Worsley, and the other co-host, uh, Steven Reese. Again, we want to thank UCO for allowing us to be here and do the podcast at an actual awesome studio. We got uh, three cameras staring at my face. And yes, this video, it's not being videoed, it's just us um, <laughs> doing our voices, but maybe we we'll do some video maybe some later on but
0: anyways that's going to do it for us thank you Um, and we will be having some sponsors uh, for the next few episodes we're not sure which episode we will start having sponsors but we do have some great sponsors lined up and we are excited to announce those in the upcoming episode so but also if you do want to sponsor us
1: i mean you can follow us at chasing the game on instagram facebook chasing the game there we may start a tiktok we don't know yet (laughs) Uh, i i'm 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 a nerd on social media so we're probably gonna end up doing a tiktok um we're gonna also try and do some of our uh podcasts on live uh facebook so you don't just have to listen to them on spotify you can find us on facebook a lot of times um we haven't started the lives yet, but we will let everyone know uh, when we start those. But anyways, that's going to do it for us.
0: Um, and just to remind everybody, our Instagram is at ChasingTheGame2533. 2533.
1: Three. Thank you, and everyone, have a wonderful rest of your day.